Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high-performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Alex Phelps, and we are in the Skip Barber Garage at VIR for an SCCA race weekend. Yes, sir. Um, just met Alex uh, this this week, really. Yeah, yeah, too, And sir. Um, uh, learning a little bit about him and he, what his what he does. But you are deeply involved in the racing community. Oh yeah, born, um, born and raised. So I'm gonna just start with what's happening now in your world for racing, and then we'll kind of go back to the beginning and see currently i think i got like somewhere between 14 and 18 hours between sonoma last week with sro and all the hondas that that other trailer hasn't showed back up yet has it race one's here but we're waiting on those so four hondas two supras and then got home monday went home for a few hours worked on a couple of the cars in my shop where i build cages full time and then back up here for all the SCCA weekend because we have one of our TCA drivers and his younger brother both in spec Miatas that we're going to help run because Roberts and I both have a lot of history in Miata world. So, Cool. Yeah. And <clears throat> well, now where do you live at? Is it near I'm here? in Lexington, North Carolina. So <clears throat> born and raised in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is about 15 minutes away from where I am now. But Lexington, North Carolina, kind of between Winston and Charlotte area, hour and a half almost exactly from here yeah so i'm in and out regularly okay um so i want to know a little bit more about the history uh with your family and everything there's a lot yeah Yeah. i want to i want to hear it so so what was it the running joke is like i didn't have an option i was born into race world uh hell even when vr was very first open my grandmother and grandfather were up here with my dad in her belly in a tr3 watching the 60s races so like was it he Dad and granddad started racing before I was even born. Uh, apparently, I'm a Daytona baby uh, <laughs> from dad's racing school. But, yeah, it, it has just been nonstop SCCA. I'm a lifelong member of all 33 years. It, it, I grew up in this region that's actually racing here or running everything here this weekend. So, like, a lot of my family, if you will, is probably more my real family than the rest of them. Yep. But, yeah no they're all down here but uh dad was a fabricator for a long time granddad always wanted to race the two kind of combined they got racing and then it actually took until i was 20 for me to even get in the car because it's it's like the deep family history like the side of racing you don't see dad and i's relationship wasn't great Mm. the only time i actually did see him was at the shop and then the whole family (laughs) fell apart for a few years and it took me getting into cars and building my own and i actually got caught stealing his old spec miata to go to a local autocross (laughs) and they were all like all right fine if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this so ended up going racing after that but Dad was the original owner of Hard Dog, which if you're familiar with Miata World, is like the go-to roll bar company. I was born and raised in that shop, and pretty much Miata cages have been like my whole life. 
Uh, I ended up starting in Miatas with them. I've still got the same one that a lot of people know me for with the teeth across the front. But uh, yeah, 13 championships, two Driver of the Year awards, and a Spirit of Mazda award. So I've had my fun. Uh, but, uh, well, and that's just the driving side. And then what is it? Fabrication. I've uh, Global MX5 Cup. I was head of fabrication from pre-production to car 138 parts to 250. The spec in C new class that they're running out here, a lot of them are in T4 this weekend, which I think is actually the race going on now. I need to check that actually. No, yeah. we'll do that later. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, built that whole class with Mazda, Miata Cage, and Panic Motorsports all involved to create the original one. But I got to do the cage in that one as well. And then I think I've got over 280-something cages to my name so far. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I've had some fun. Well, t tell me a little bit more about the, the, the championships. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, yeah. It, just a lot of <clears> – <throat> I didn't ever really have the budget to go full national level. I've only ever been to one runoffs, and I still had to do the regional path to even get there. But I've uh, – Sark South Atlantic Road Racing Championship and ECR Endurance Championship Racing are both the big series down here. And that's the 30 minute sprint races or 45 minute, depends on the weekend. And then hour and a half endurance races. But I do all those solo. And actually, was it the first two championships I got in the same year? I was actually driving the car to the track because I was working in this building. Yep. And I had one of the garages across the way, but it was a showroom stock B car. So like I put the reins on it, strapped the extra set of slicks to it and went and drove seven hours to Roebling Road <laughs> in the race car with no windows, no radio, no nothing. But uh, no, just it, that was the last year they had showroom stock B available and dad and granddad both had championships in it. And I was like, I'm not going to be the only one without one. That's that's <laughs> embarrassing. So I, I went swinging and came home with all three that year because I also collected, I can't remember if it was Carolina Cup or Tar Heel Cup at the time, but there was another endurance series that would run simultaneously with the ECRs. So like as long as you did your mandatory pit stop for the 45-minute enduro during that 45 and did your five-minute some other time for the ECR, you got counted for both races. Oh. So, collected three the first year. <clears throat> that, that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, t talk about the, I mean, different cars you've had along the way. Um, Honestly, I haven't. Oh, really? No. It, so, the one everybody knows we call shark bait, which started the whole shark cage fabrication and everything like that. It's got the teeth all painted across the front but it was originally Grandad's car that he bought sight unseen out of Colorado. And as soon as it got to the shop, I actually recognized it as the one that had wrecked really bad at the year before runoffs and like had the whole front end taken off. So there, there was a good bit of like going back through all of it to make sure it was good. But I did two races in dad's like mid-pack, never had the valve cover off the engine shitbox spec Miata, like one of the original spec Miatas before the class got big. Like it, it was, you weren't winning in that car. 
I don't care who you put in it. <laughs> it was not fast. Yeah. So went, got a couple races under my belt, mid-packed, nothing special. But then uh, we were actually up here for a club member day because we've all been club members since they reopened the track. But uh, last session of the day, they kind of looked at me and they're like, do you want to drive this one? And I went in first session in the car, dropped two seconds on both of them. And they were like, all right, you're driving this one the rest of the season. So that I ended up in that car. It's still pretty bent from previous owner, but it, I've been it a few times. Not bad, but there's not a straight body panel on that thing. <laughs> like it, it's seen its days, but it's actually at my shop right now getting recaged because I can't own a fabrication shop and have somebody else's work in that car that I'm looking at and going, that's garbage. So it, <laughs> it, it was, I popped the motor in 2020 and it's just kind of sat as I recaged it because my own stuff hits the back marker as much as we've got going between yeah. all that. <laughs> so, yeah. so <clears throat> what is your role here at Skip Barber? That's a good question because we don't, I don't think any of us truly know. Uh, <laughs> my actual title on the team is special projects and like, I guess it, what is it? I do a lot of the body working, wrapping, quick fixing. It's, it's kind of like I'm the oh shit guy. If someone says, oh shit, I'm the first one there. Like, what do we need? What do we need to do? Like, let's, let's handle it. Cause yeah. I'm way too ADHD to focus on one car. So they just let me help. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I guess it's, it's mostly because of like the metal work stuff. Like yep. it's nice to have a guy that knows how to do that there. But I'm also, ADHD is sin and OCD is sin. So, you know, when I'm not doing anything, I'll clean the whole damn tent. And, you know, everybody else is still working on cars. I'm like, put your wrenches up and do it for them kind of deal. So, Do you travel to a lot of the events or not? Yes. Yeah. Uh, full season SRO. I'm with them all year. I don't do anything with the F4 side, but they will be at NOLA with us next event. So, like, I'll help them there kind of deal. But I'm um, race team full time. Got it one family so i'll work on whatever they bring me but yeah now what about just r yourself racing honestly haven't done that in a couple years yeah 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 uh i actually kind of erupted a motor into a ball of fire coming out of oak tree in 2020 right before everything hit and then eventually what was it i think mid 2020 like july or august is when i launched my shop full time instead of just being like the bring me a car and I'll build it at night when I'm bored kind of deal. Yeah. But now it's full, full time. And yeah, popped the motor, brought it home. It kind of sat for a while. I still haven't even figured out what I'm going to do with it. I've just been recaging it. Yeah. So if I actually have three cars in the works right now, but all the classes that they were originally intended for have kind of... Mm. Well, what do you think you want to do? Maybe a few years. Where do you, you see yourself racing again or not? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> no, and then I actually, what was it? The past two years, I've been doing a lot of drifting, actually, because I, one of my local buddies, also heavy in Miata world, was like, you got to come with us. You got to come with us. I went and did it, and I was like, wow, this is stupid cheap and stupid fun. At least it fills the holes. So, well, tell me about the drifting, because I haven't met anybody that's done that yet. So then there's some people that are listening. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's for me having been raised in like, don't lose traction, don't kill the tires, don't, you know what I mean? Like, make the tires last, make all this last. You want grip, you want 
so different. And I've really enjoyed a lot of like the actual suspension dynamics of the cars are a complete 180 of what you would expect. So like everything we do for a spec Miata to set it up, mm -hmm. I'm probably doing 180 degrees the other way for a drift car. Like what's, what's one of the biggest differences in the setup? Zero rear camber, straight up and down. As even tire wear as you can possibly get. Uh, being the fabricator, I do the, there's a way to custom modify the knuckles to get more steering angle out of them. I do my own, but I actually kind of played with where it was mounted compared to the way everybody else did them and played with a little bit of angle on it and that's worked really well. Uh, softening the front a little bit to get it to roll in more, mm -hmm. but then also putting stupid high spring rates to keep the front wheels planted because you're kind of going for that like dirt track rake it up in the air. Like if you can get the car to squat better, it'll actually hold better. Okay. So it's, it, you know, where we're, you know, raking the nose down in a race car, we're, I'm looking like a Carolina squat truck when I come <laughs> around the corner in that piece of shit. Like it, it, it's a rough car. It's a learner. It is very much my drift learner car. <laughs> so how do they score something like that? How do you win? So the way they do the actual competitions took me a while to figure out too, but it's essentially a battle and it's a 1v1. You do a lead run and like they'll have two guys at once running in tandem as they call it but running tandem you got a lead run and a follow run and you do one of each like you whoever qualified higher leads first then you swap and it's essentially three judges scoring you are are they trying to do the same thing when yes you're so if you're the lead car, you're trying to put down a perfect 100-point qualifying run. Like, you, they have zones that you need to fill, okay. like outer zones, inner zones, clipping points, stuff like that, that you're supposed to either, like, put your bumper on or back wheel in or get your nose right on this one and then switch back over. Oh, like okay. They've got markers for you in judging zones. Okay. So if you're the lead car, you're aiming to fill that, do the best you can, run a 100-point run. If you're the chase car, most of it is about how you – mirror hold proximity and do like the cleanliness of motion of switching back and forth with the other one like your ability to mirror and okay so there's no for the second car you're not trying to hit points you're just trying to mirror the front car right you're you're doing your best to follow the lead run um i mean how close are they like they sometimes hit oh I yeah. guess. go look at the side of that car <laughs> a couple of my buddies have run me over so <laughs> actually only one dustin <laughs> that's awesome so uh you it sounds like you're gonna continue to do that yeah yeah why not i mean it's just it's cheap fun i think in the what is it, it's a one six miata that maybe makes 100 horsepower it just throw in a thousand and one clutch kicks keep it rotating on some 42 dollars a piece tires from walmart that will last an entire day yeah that was what i asked how long do the tires actually last it just i use the stock 14s because making no power it, but like no i'll go buy a set of 42 dollars a piece douglas all seasons from walmart and <laughs> throw them on and they'll last an entire day 42 dollars you know it's not too bad yeah compared to like four grand yeah it, yeah these guys Full. is that is that for per tire or per set no i'm in per sets i don't actually know what they i haven't even thought about that what those will cost 
Yeah. Well, and they go through them pretty fast, right? I mean, yeah. Well, those are actual bias ply, like true slicks. But what is it? Even the NCs that I normally run, the 17s, you're looking at like 12 to 1400 for a set. Oh my gosh. Good tires. And then what is it? I've never even half of my career has been on buying takeoffs from other people. Like, oh, y'all did three or four sessions in them and you're done with them? Cool, I'll do 30, 40. And like, until you see the cords, I'm still running them. Yeah. I don't care if they're fast or not. So. You know, I know on the B specs, unless the price has changed, uh, the hand kooks on those, because they're so light. Right. Um, though, I think it's 350 or 325 for a set of two. Yeah. That's and then you only need two bad. at a time. Yeah. yeah. That's still really not bad, especially if you start looking at like the purple crack prices for Hoosier. Yeah. They, it, Lord. <laughs> know how to make a lot or what is it? Know how to make a small fortune in racing? Yep. Start with a large one. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, tell me a little bit about, I mean, have you got any like just unbelievable stories? Maybe it was a race you were in or. <laughs> I've got years of that. I, I couldn't even begin to. <laughs> Man, what about what about maybe a, a very memorable race for you, like a really uh, a, all three generations in the same enduro? Okay, that was really cool. It was only an hour and a half enduro. Dad qualified and went first. We threw Granddad in the middle to get. I think he just did like 10, 15 minutes, like not much. Oh, he didn't at want all. to stay the whole time. Well, and a lot of it too is he's. I mean. He was aging out when I started, like it, but kept going. Mm -hmm. I think probably just because of me. And he retired a couple years later, and I bought the car from him and kept going. But it, what was it? Yeah, he could only do 15, 20, especially if the car was already hot, hot. Yeah. Because this, this, we weren't buying cool shirts or any of that shit. We are low, low budget. Like, a shoestring, a shoestring got. What was it, Dad? That same weekend, Dad towed his spec Miata up here, and I followed him in the race car and I got pulled over for tailgating him because I had a headlight out and I was trying to prevent the cop from seeing the oh. headlight was out. So I pulled up against the <laughs> trailer and he pulled me for tailgating the trailer. <laughs> and then we both stopped and the guy's like, oh, and I was like, yeah, that's my dad. And he was like, "Never mind, go ahead. Oh, like, <laughs> like it was one of those, like, uh, don't pull me for the headlight. <laughs> oh, cool. Got pulled for something else. But no, uh, we drove that up here and we did the showroom stock B car for the Enduro. I think there were only two other cars in class, so Dad had to go, like, hammer it out pretty quick and try and get away because Granddad was, like, at pace but a couple seconds off. Mm -hmm. Like, we wanted to get him in a comfortable range because we were going to take the extra pit stop to have all three generations. So, yeah, you know. But we did the five-minute to get Granddad in the car, the mandatory five-minute to get him in the car at 35, only dropped to second. He did 20 minutes, and we literally, when he came into pit, because we weren't on a timer this time and it wasn't mandatory, I actually came through the passenger side as Dad was pulling him out of the driver's side because it would take him so long to get out yeah. compared to me. Yep. I literally went in, shoved him all the way out, get in buckle down and i'm finishing belts like as i pull out i think it took until two three laps left and went to war but we actually won too awesome so yeah all three generations and we finished first awesome so that, that was fun <laughs> that was fun yeah well it's kind of cool you it's one thing to race against each other but you're all on the same team so in the same oh, car. we've raced against each other too yeah that's actually one of my life mottos is from late dad looking at me before we got into the cars and 
stares at me and goes, you know what this is, right? And I went, what? This is war. <laughs> Let's kill or be killed. And I ain't dead yet, bitch. <laughs> and it just ever since then, it's kill or be killed. They, <laughs> so, no, nah, he and I had a lot of good races. When he was in the SM, I was in the showroom stock B car, but like we do the Enduros, and we'd usually end up starting somewhere near each other. Yeah. And somehow always found each other. Who's faster? <laughs> okay. yeah, no vocal on that one. We're just he has to watch it. <laughs> he passed last year. Oh, okay. two years ago. No, you're fine. But wow. no, I was always faster. That, yeah. That's, I don't know. Well. I always told him, like, if you're going to make the joke that I'm your racing school, baby, well, I know where all the information went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about any, like, just just agonizing defeats, or not even a defeat, just a, just a, a rough day? You probably had a few of those. I mean, I have, but, like, it's just not me. I don't yeah? Know. I don't know. The, the, way, uh, the way I always look at this is there is not a single person on the planet that needs to go racing. There's not, not any human need to do any of this dumb shit. So if you're not enjoying it, wrong sport. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a silver lining somewhere. We flipped a car last weekend, but we podiumed. So it, you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. It, yeah. Shit days lead good days. It, it, it's part of it. Well, fuck, what did we do? We wrecked one yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was more excited to actually work on a car then. <laughs> Back but out yeah, there. that is kind of that's it. I'm just one of those perspective. Yeah. If, um, if you can't enjoy it, you're in the wrong sport. So. So when you you are going to continue racing, is it? Uh, what do you see yourself racing? The Miatas or something? Yeah. I've got four of the NC Miatas at home that are mine. There are two more that aren't, but yeah, that's that's definitely. The running joke is third gen Miata for third gen driver. It fits. Yeah. But no, I've I've got. I'm bringing Shark Bait back out. It's definitely going to get resurrected. I just don't know what class yet. Yeah. That's a big problem with that one, because it's. I went way overboard on the cage. <laughs> I think it's like 26 or 28 points right now. Okay. Like in a Miata too. So that's that's something you normally only get out of like a tin top. You can weld it to the roof. I, I went crazy. Uh, and then I've got another open top car, another third generation Miata, but it's one of the open top prod style cars. But the way they have that class right now, that car cannot compete if it wanted to. Like it just, I don't have the kind of budget to dump that shit together. Yeah. It, no thanks. I'm not running grenade motors. I want to go have fun. Like, so really it's just figuring out where the two of those should end up. Okay. Um, what about people, like, they don't know if they like racing or not. Maybe they've never really tried it, and they want to get their feet wet. Well, How funny should... enough, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we're in a racing school building. That is weird. But uh, No, yeah. Uh, I came through Skip Barber, so I always highly suggest it. Okay. Uh, there are a ton of SECA, like the Track Night track America. Night, yep. I was trying to remember what it was called. The HBDE programs. I mean, there's literally something on track here every single day. So I know a lot of other tracks are like that too. They're, if you really want to just get your feet wet and like try it, there's racing schools, there's HPDEs. Track Night's always great because it's a very short, like, here's your taste of crack. See if you want more. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and usually, 
They want more. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so. I, I was talking to somebody else about this, and it, it's a matter of you know how serious is somebody. I mean, how far do they really want to take this? Right. But that's then, the huge. That's the big part. Like, yeah. It, it, and the reality is, you're never going to know until you get to any of it. Like, yeah. And see it firsthand. I always tell people, if you know someone involved, go hang out with them for a weekend and just watch. Yeah. And I'm not saying watch them race. I'm saying watch them work. Watch everything that goes into it because you, your 15 minutes of glory of actually doing track time is 15 hours every day of yeah. thrashing to get there. Yep. So, yep. It, you know. Well, um, tell me uh, if there's anybody else that you'd like to promote or to, to make sure everybody knows. We talked about Skip Barber in the school. Skip Barber, big time. Yeah. Uh, I own Shark Cage Fabrication, which is what I'm mostly known for. I don't really like to advertise it because <laughs> it is in my backyard, and I'm still on such a wait list that, like, I haven't opened my book since last September. <laughs> so, gosh. <laughs> well, you've seen how many welding projects have just rolled up here, and all they know is I'm here. They didn't even know I brought the welder. They're just like, oh, Alex is here. We can get it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't own that. <laughs> don't, don't send your work to Shark Cage because I'm too busy. I love you all, but no. <laughs> you got to triple your prices or something. I can't do that. I'm not that guy. I want everybody to go racing. I don't care. That's awesome. I'm not making money off of this. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's exactly it. How many of us dumb motherfuckers get to go play race car for a living? And I get to do it in my backyard and then come here and do it again. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate meeting absolutely. you. And all the information. Yeah. Um, Anytime. I want to thank you for listening or watching Drive to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you, and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driventocompete.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter. Whether you reach out or not, please like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, Go kick some ass.